This is exactly right. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ask Addy Rampre, you ready? I'm so ready. Give it to Mm. me. Here it is. Tree impersonator nabbed in Portland, (laughs) Maine. (laughs) What? That got me. You caught me off guard. Uh, Thank you. I'm going, yeah, we're calling it. That's bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bananas, silly, so strange news show. There ever once was. Uh, this is Kurt Brownoller. And this is Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to Bananas, ladies and gentlemen, and Bananimals. I'm so excited to have our guest here, old yes. friend. You may know her from Always Be My Maybe or The First Wives Club or her new hour on Netflix. Yep. Welcome to Butopia, Michelle Butopia. Buto. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hi. Yes. Hi, Michelle. Hi, you guys. I haven't seen you in forever, and um, it's, you know. Nice to not see you now. (laughs) (laughs) Are you in London? No, it's funny when people, when I tell people I'm in England, they're like London. And I'm like, no, Manchester Mm -hmm. and no shade to Manchester, but it ain't London, but also London ain't London. So yeah, you know, it's cute. It's sort of the green point of the UK. Yeah, nice. there I we like go. it there. Deep Brooklyn reference. Mm-hmm. That um, was a deep Brooklyn reference for everybody. I once took a bus. I was in London visiting a friend, and he's a huge fan of a soccer team called Crystal Palace, and they were playing Manchester United, and he was like, there's a bus, and it's all Palace fans, and we ride up, and then there's a cheering section, and they have to sequester the, the fans, or they'll beat the hell out of each other. So we're in, yeah. we, it's like five hours up there. It took so long. And then Crystal Palace, a team we're cheering for, scores an own goal. So they score on themselves accidentally within 45 seconds. <laughs> so we were never in it at all. The crowd, the fans just get drunk at halftime because you can't drink in the stands. And then you remember that you have a five-hour bus ride back to London. So my, no. my yeah, yeah, to me, and I was like, my friend was uh, with my two friends were together. So they were falling asleep on each other, all cute. And I'm just sitting in a bus upright, just like miserable for five hours while Brits are like why they should have won they're a terrible team and i'm like oh my god so manchester oh my god. you should tell steve carell this story because this sounds like every movie he's ever done <laughs> <laughs> this this is some white man shit i, I know you know what you're right have you ever scored um on yourself it's the worst feeling yeah even if it no, bounces I've never off scored on myself <laughs> oh my god i the first time I played basketball in first grade, 
<laughs> I scored um, on myself, and then I never played again. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. But you actually made a basket, but on your own basket. Yeah, and everybody, like, yelled at me. Oh, and I'm talking, like, I'm talking kids. I'm talking the moms that brought the good juices. Like, everybody yelled at me. And oh, I was no. like, I shan't do this again. So, you were so uh, shamed you turned to comedy to save you. And it worked out. Honestly, it worked, it worked out. out. It's, true. Well. it's true. That was my laces out moment in Pet Detective. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so wait. So um, so you're, uh, did they do uh, daylight savings time where you are? Girl, dude, let me tell you. Dude, so please. I brought my... I brought my 22-month-old twins with me. I should say there are two, but there's milestones that happen at two that aren't happening now. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't say it. words, but they got all the goddamn opinions. And so um, <laughs> I brought them with me because I'm here in Manchester. Love it. A.K.A. London Light for six weeks. So I brought them and my nanny. And I'm like, look, I'm going to get through quarantine. It's going to be great. And they were mm-hmm. so jet-lagged. It just felt like I was like, in a panic room trying to like find an clue for like give yeah. them the milk give them the pacifier give them the knife who cares and then as soon as we got on the daylight savings happened and i forget that it happens in europe Me too. because it doesn't happen at the same time yeah. i didn't even know it did happen there is it an hour it's an hour mm-hmm. and basically it's just gray all day and then like dark <laughs> dark from like late afternoon to like late morning i'm like what no wonder adele lost weight and got some bantu knots and came to new york mm-hmm. i mean this is crazy let's it's get rid of it sucks because no one can see my cute freckles under my mask i'm just making hard <laughs> eye contact with everyone yeah. hard rainy <laughs> eye contact everywhere you go <laughs> Yeah, no, it is fucked. I, I have two kids as well, and the just one hour, I was shocked by how much one hour has destroyed our yes. lives. It is <laughs> unimaginable. They think four thirty oh, is five thirty. I mean, it's just like it's awful. Uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm well, like, still fucked. Crazy that I didn't know. I'm like, why are you waking up at oh, five? Oh, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, because your phone I just changes. Mm-hmm. Your phone changes, and you don't know, right? Yes, nobody told a bitch. No, no, they did not. And that we got to get rid of it. We're this, you know, on this podcast, we keep it light, we keep it not political. But I would say if it's ever on your yeah. ballot in your state to get rid of daily, get rid of it. We don't need Fuck this. It. It's old, it's from World War One. We don't need this. Yeah, it's for farmers, though, right? So they could figure out how much light they have for crops or some shit. That Girl, doesn't make – right Right when you, right when you try and explain it, you're like, wait, that doesn't even – what? It's, um, <laughs> it's still the same it started by the Germans. It was started by Germans in World War One because done. they wanted to save uh, electricity, so they wanted to utilize daylight more, I think. We are to- doing this because Germans are yes. cheap? I cannot stand that. I know. They're supposed to, they're Get too efficient. I'm going to have to put in like a little fu- a DM. I'm going to slide a DM to Angela and be like, look, I know you're running your country well in your sensible shoes, but listen, girl. <laughs> Get rid of it. Do you guys want to yep. hear about this tree impersonator nabbed in uh, Portland, Maine? Absolutely. Uh, this was sent in by at Julie Hooley. Thank you, at Julie Hooley from mm-hmm. uh, Instagram. Uh, this was in the Washington Post. Love by it. Derek Hawkins, our favorite Derek Hawkins. He's so good. Um, so good. Okay. On Monday, uh, Asher A. Woodworth draped himself in evergreen <laughs> branches and sauntered into a busy intersection in the city's downtown, 
Braving afternoon traffic, the 30-year-old Portland native slowly crept through the crosswalk, his face and body obscured by layers of plush green bows. Uh, and the, I'll post the photograph. This is – he looks exactly like a tree. There is no way really? you can tell – you can't tell there's a human being cool. inside. You can kind of <gasps> see his left shoe, but you can't see <laughs> him. I am getting the goosey. <laughs> <laughs> It, I I I love hugging trees. I would hug the shit out of him, right? Too. And just slowly moving through a crosswalk was his whole idea. So then, uh, isn't marijuana legal there? <laughs> I think so, For and sure. I think it's pretty Let obvious. Uh, he Kurt, this where is this? This was in Portland or where? Portland, Maine, oh, which Portland, is surprising. Maine. Yeah, you okay. think it's Portland, Portland? No, this is Portland, Maine. Yeah, where you yeah. could get beat up for doing this. Beards and sweaters. Um, okay, so the cops come, they are like, come on, get out of the road, and then he refuses, and then they, they kind of like physically move him off the road, they're like, we're gonna arrest no! you, they physically <laughs> move him off the road, they put him on the sidewalk, and then they go, uh, alright buddy, keep going, we're not gonna re- actually arrest you, you know, just get out of here, okay. and then they go and they get back in their car, as they get back in their car, he just walks back out into traffic <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> this is what makes it the bananas. So then they came over and arrested him. Yes, they did put handcuffs on him while he was in the tree. So then the tree had handcuffs on behind his back. No, this is wild. Yeah. It looks like they're trying to uproot a tree. It, re- it really does. It's like two cops uprooting a tree. Uh, and yeah, and of course, it's just some. It's a guy who just said he wanted to. A friend told CBS that Woodworth was studying traffic patterns, but Woodworth gave the police a different account, according to the Press Herald. Quote, his motivation was to see how people would react to what he called his performance and how he might impact people's natural choreography. So he's just a real weirdo. (laughs) Uh, This almost sounds like like a crunchy Eric Andre bit. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's no like, there's no one who's actually getting like pranked. It's literally just a tree. <laughs> yeah, it's like the trees trying to prank the earth. I don't even know what, but yeah. good for that guy. I mean, like, look, wasn't it just Halloween? Maybe you know how you always yeah. have that idea in your back pocket, and you're like, one year I want to do this. Mm-hmm. He took it a step too far. This is what happens when you don't have sex, or at yes. least a dour dog, <laughs> or you know too much you know? sex. It's very important to you know be touched, have a hug, drink a lot of water, eat something green. <laughs> you have yeah. to like, dress up as something green. I don't know why I turned to his mom and I'm giving him a to do list. You but should. This is how I feel. Michelle, uh, that's actually how Michelle and I met. Is on a prank show. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of true. pranks. What? Are you a mall cop? Because that was a segue. Thank you. Thank you. We were on a pilot for Comedy Central in, I think, what, 2000? 2001 or something? It was a long time. Well, I started comedy in 2001, so I want to say it's like 2004 or 5. Wow. Oh, man. If it's that late, it's even more embarrassing. It was a pilot for Comedy Central. I can't believe that this got greenlit. It was called Race Riot. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it was a racially based prank show. What could go wrong? Yeah. 
Exactly. What an innocent time. And the thing is, it's like Chappelle had just ended and they yep. really wanted oh, um, yeah. a, a replacement that, you know, sort of talked about race in a fun way. And why wouldn't you? But Chappelle is fucking Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we're funny. We're woke. We're cool. But yes. this was like next level. The things see a lot of a lot of these youth, they think that. um you know, we're so antiquated and, mm-hmm. you know, everything's so fucked up and it's all about labels and how you mm-hmm. like, you know, what your pronoun is. But mm-hmm. like 15 short years ago, it was fucking, uh, we were all Archie Bunker and didn't even fucking <laughs> know so it. True. <laughs> so true. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, what was your, oh God, was your prank a KKK costume? Oh yeah, it sure was. I did two of them and I want to, Put out there that this I was a young actor. I was being <laughs> told to do these things. It was one of my. It was I think the first gig I ever had where I was like on uh, like going to be on camera. It was a pilot. It never aired, and so I was just being told. And I was like, okay, I guess this is how TV works. <laughs> but I, I had to bring. I had to bring a uh, a robe, a KKK robe, to a dry cleaner and just ask them to like get out stains out of it. And oh, it was, God. and it was never funny. It was just no. fucking awful and awkward. And I had to do it for eight hours straight at multiple different places. And then, and the people who were working there didn't give a shit and didn't understand. And so they're like, "Yeah, sure, it's just this piece of white fabric." You're like, "Yeah, sure, <laughs> right." If it's not on, it just looks crazy. like a robe. It was so crazy. You could have been a priest. So it was crazy. insane. Also, I think my bit. This was. This is what's wild. I. Oh, God, do I want to share this? I mean, I just shared mine, Michelle. (laughs) No, but like the black story behind my prank was the person I was doing it with, I kind of was dating or dated. It was a very awkward place Mm -hmm. that we were in. Uh And then we booked this thing together. Oh, my God. And then um, he's a black dude. And then my and and he's playing a guy on a date and so i'm playing the waitress and he's out with um multiple white girls and i have to be like the disgruntled um waitress like in a spike lee movie where i'm just like yeah that's what you want do you want to take all our brothers and shit like that and it was wild because i'm (laughs) like we just broke up like two weeks ago god it was like fucking real life in addition to being a crazy fucking prank God. One girl was so upset with me, she locked herself in the bathroom and cried. <gasps> and they were like, no, 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 this is a good job. Like, you did a good job. Like, she really felt it. I was like, we have you... no morals. Yes. I don't know how prank works. But yeah. Which is crazy. I worked on a prank show with both y'all motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My first Isn't three jobs. I hate pranks, too, by the way. But my I first three them. writing I jobs so deeply. were pranks. Uh, Money from Strangers we worked on a co- for a couple seasons. We did a lot of those, actually. Um, I did a show called Mega Drive. was my first show with Johnny Pemberton, where we would like just drive the biggest vehicles in the world that you've never seen on TV. But then we, the person training Johnny, we would prank that person while they were getting trained. And Johnny's so oh sweet and lovable, it worked. But that, but even money from strangers, I would have to look down. Like I would tell y'all, I'd be like, okay, we got to go up to a hundred dollars, and let's have them do that. And then I'd have to physically look down and not look at the monitors because it was like upsetting to me. <laughs> it was things. it was crazy. I remember Nick Rutherford and I were just like in yes. that sweaty fucking band. Sweaty band. Yes. And I remember it was around my birthday, so it was like end of July. Yes. 
And we were like, we need a fucking drink. And so we just left like on our lunch break <laughs> to go to a bar real quick and get a drink. Great. And we were like talking shit about how crazy the show was. And we didn't realize we were still mic'd. Still yep. mic'd, baby. <laughs> That's all right. That happens. What? All newer performers on every show, they're like, somebody starts talking shit. And I'm all, like, if I'm running a show, I'm always like pointing at their mic to be like, yeah, we're listening to you. And then it's like, <laughs> you only have to do that once. And then. It like puts the fear yeah. of God, but also you would have gotten fired from money from strangers. So you would have been like, great, let's just keep drinking. <laughs> uh, Scotty, give me a story. I'm going to keep up with the drinking. I have uh, two short ones that go together because there's two food announcements, guys. Uh-oh. For Loco to launch the Quibi of getting absolutely shit-faced. Um, this was sent in by <laughs> Copy Haste and written by Jenny G. Zhang. For eater, so uh, Four Loco releases new flavored shots because nothing matters. <laughs> <laughs> After a brief foray into the intersection of wellness and apocalypse, <clears throat> with the release of a Four Loco hard seltzer last fall, the brand whose boozy energy drinks were once known as "quote blackouts in a can," good those were good times. Those were New York times. Uh, has York returned times. to its dirtbag roots with a new line of flavored bottled shots available in sour blue raz, lemonade, Ugh. sour peach. Ugh. They're ready to drink shots that are 13.9% alcohol by volume, and their official name is the pregame. So you can get some four local pregames, guys. Wow. <laughs> They're just really telling you. <laughs> but also 13.9% is just like a glass of wine. So yeah. Shots of wine. Sugar yeah. wine. <laughs> it's it's Ooh, more of a sugar rush. I'm here I think. for it. Let's be efficient with our calories. I agree. Um, I agree. That is wild. I think like the 19-year-old in me just got really excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And heartburn. Like now you're just like, oh, that will hurt. That will hurt later if we drink sour blue Raz wine shots. They're not oh, God. Anymore, I don't think. Oh, God. Anything that's named after the color it is is never going to be good. That's right. Yeah. I know. I was, uh, when I remember being like 20 and going to a bar with somebody, a fake ID, and she lined up shots. And I did that thing where you do the shot and it goes down like into your throat and your chest. And you're like, oh, I'm going to throw up in the next 45 seconds. And you, I like try to play it cool. She's like, are you going to throw up? Like, totally. New. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm totally fine. I love this. And like I managed to like stall, and then I was like, "Gonna go to the bathroom." Threw up, got sick. So then I was like, "I have to. This is going to be part of my life, and I don't ever feel this way." So when I got, uh, God, I went home and I was whatever it was. Let's say it was vodka was what I was shooting. I bought a bottle, and for a week I would do like three shots a night of that thing, like to get used to it. And then by the end of the week. I was used to vodka. So the next week, I switched to tequila, and I would do a lime salt shooter. I would do three or four a night. And then by the end, and so it was like a mental thing where I went through gin. I did rum. Um, Rum's easy. Everybody, like, Christ, Malibu and Parabens, that stuff's a piece of cake. But it got to the point where I was like, whiskey at room temperature, bigger shot. And I just walked myself into being able to handle any shot. So socially, if it ever came up, I would never have it. And it worked. It And like my roommates would be like, what are you doing? I live with four guys. And I'm like, I'm just in training. <laughs> I'm just training to do I shots. I love that that was future. useful for a certain amount of time. And now you would never do a shot <laughs> ever now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have never heard anything like that. You just turned into Robert De Niro and Cape Fear. Yes. Like, you know what? Yes. 
It's personal. I'm coming back stronger than ever. Yes. It's exactly how I handle things. Like, I don't get stressed out. I just, like, make a plan, and I'm like, I will stick to this plan. I will. And so now, like, I was at a party, you know, before the Great Quar, and somebody's, like, just doing Jaeger shots. I'm like, do you want one? I'm like, sure. And I just do it. And they're like, isn't that gross? They're like, do you want to do this one? Because I don't want to do this one. So I did two in a row, and this guy, Atiba, was like, oh. And I was like, dude, I trained myself 20 years ago. I'm good to go. That's insane. It is. That's amazing. You'd make a really good wife. I can't keep anything down that doesn't to. want to be down there. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> my friend was out on a date with a really, really, really sweet, attractive man. And he was a pescatarian. And they went out. Uh, and she hates fish, but she she tried. Mm-hmm. He got oysters. He got a seafood tower. He got oysters. He got a seafood tower for someone who doesn't like fish. That's like the most intense way to do it. It's all raw. The things that people do for people they don't like. Uh. I'm like, it's literally just shelves of fucking fish. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to leave this date with gout. You're going to be a fat cake. Like, what are you doing? That is so funny. And she... um, tried an oyster she was like uh and i'm like they look like fetuses how did you do it and she said i didn't she said i tried to throw it back like a shot and it just came right back oh. up. like, like almost in back like back into the shell huh? and i'm like you know some of us can some of us can't <laughs> yeah that's right that's right also we need to calm down on the oysters as a country that daylight savings i love oysters they're delicious kurt and i used to do oyster shooters all the time when like that was like how we would celebrate 15 years Mm -hmm. ago at blue ribbon and uh i think oysters is like a a hookah you know what i mean i think it's like a certain part of your life you're like yes yes oysters and champagne so true i love it and it's like such you feel like such an adult you're just like i'm having oysters it's two in the morning and i'm having a martini and oysters i know i don't eat i don't have oysters anymore (laughs) no but did you know that oysters um are best when um you have them in a month that ends in er because they oh, right. breed or yeah, something, yeah. they spawn or something like that. Yeah, like because like June they spawn, I think, and July are no good. Ugh. August, no yeah. Um, We're actually trying to harvest oysters in our backyard because we have the ocean in our backyard. Wow! Whoa, 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 whoa. where in LA? Um, yeah, in the Bronx. Our backyard oh, the is the Long Island Sound, and oh, um, right. Yeah, we're just trying to make it happen. That's cool. I've heard that they have huge oyster beds now uh, in the East River, and they're like they're like cleaning up the the river. The it's um, bananas. That's pretty it awesome. Is. I love that shit. Oh, that'd be very exciting if you could do that. Um, I wanted to mention this other one that we don't have to talk about too much, but it's just seasonal. So I want to get it out there for our fans. I want the banana animals to know. Um, <clears throat> KFC is once again selling its fried chicken scented fire logs at Walmart. Um, what? what? Fire yeah. logs? Fire logs. So this is by Tanya Garcia at Market Watch. So KFC has brought back its fried chicken scented 11 herbs and spices fire log for the third year. And it's only being sold at Walmart. It's available in select stores. This item is priced you, at fifteen eighty eight. Go ahead, you Kurt. You burn it? And yeah. it smells like fried chicken? Yes, exactly. That's gotta be... The chemicals. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I, I don't know. need cinnamon. I don't need eggnog. I don't need pumpkin. I I want the savory. I'm here for mm-hmm. that. I'm here I for wanna, the savory. 
Oh my god! You know those eleven herbs and spices? That's like the next best. Like I don't need to eat it; I can just smell, smell it. it. Yes, yes. smell I mean, it, and then eat a salad and just be like, it's the same thing. I'll tell us, I have some grapes and do like you know a cat cow? <laughs> <laughs> do a cat cow in front of a KFC fire log, eleven spices fire log. <laughs> Also, they'll be available in Canada for the first time. We have a ton of Canadian listeners. So, guys, rush because the 11 Herbs and Spaces Virolog is made with Envirolog. It's environmentally conscious consumer product uh, made yes. out of recycling. And it has sold out the last two years. So, her, oh, my so God. Sprint. You, who the fuck has this? Sprint. I never... Can I tell you, I've actually been to a Walmart in Vancouver, and there were people there with no shoes. And I'm like, (laughs) I thought this was just strictly an American thing, but I think it's a Walmart thing. Walmart thing. Yes, you can camp overnight in your RV at any Walmart. Like any Walmart, you're allowed to park your RV and stay for free, and they usually have Wi-Fi outside. And if you go by Walmart at 1 a.m., there's always five campers. So those people, you know, you you just get up in the morning. You, you go, go in and use Walmart's bathroom barefoot, I guess. Yep. I always thought if I drive by Walmart at 1 a.m., I'll see like a little Natalie Portman coming out with a baby. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Good call. Did you see that movie? Anyway. <laughs> what movie is it? Oh, my God. Now I have to look it up. <laughs> All right. While Michelle looks it up, we're going to take a tiny little break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Bananas. back ladies and gentlemen uh guys uh in case you haven't ever gone there go to our instagram at the bananas podcast Uh, dm us send us some uh stories we're always on there responding talking with you guys um also we got sweet new merch sweet do we ever i love it just in time for okay winter holidays can i tell you what the movie is please okay it's it was out in two in 2000 that just feels weird just saying 2000. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's called Where ago. the Heart Is. <laughs> Where oh. the Heart Is? I've never seen it. Yeah. That she Walmart. was a Southern teenager that was knocked up by her boyfriend, and she went into the Walmart to, like, get something, and he just left her in there. And so she just stayed there and, like, would sleep there at night and ended up having her baby there. Oh, my but, God. Yeah. And then. Um, well, that's a good I premise. I expect that. No. Yeah, and then like the uh, Stockard Channing uh, ends up taking her in. It's a great story. Y'all should watch it. All right. Sounds good. I'm you in. heard it here first. Kurt, uh, wh- what you what got for us? What are you doing us? in the UK? Can you talk about it, by the way, Michelle? Um, sort of. Okay. If I am. I am. I am filming something. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm hosting a show. Oh, I know what that show is. I know what that. And show is. the show will be on Netflix, and mm-hmm. it's a reality competition show, and that's all I can say. That's all you can say. Can we say it? Because I know what it is. Well, I, mean. I don't want to be a square. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've given everyone enough information to go find it, that show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Even um, though it's the second season of it, you still can't talk about it. I love that. I guess it yeah, has to be like super wild. secret about it. It's a very good show, weirdly. 
Um, have you watched it? I have watched it. I oh. don't watch any reality shows. And I was like, what is this? Because I was like, this seems crazy. And I started watching. And I was like, oh, it's a very, it's a very compelling show. It's like you I can't would, stop I watching I would say that it. the British people are very good at um, just – the whole social experiment of it all because it's not just reality where people show up with eyelashes and they're like you disrespected me in my prosecco mm-hmm. line yeah. and then like that is the arc for the whole season it's you know um it is about social media and whether you like it or not you have to deal with social media and what people think of you and mm-hmm. what your picture says in context within text messages and also um it's a game for money and just i am fascinated by catfishing period me too and there i know and i love i love people's reactions when they find out someone was catfishing them too where it's like some people are destroyed and other people are like that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah like you did it girl and i'm like oh my god yeah yeah it is fascinating it actually like is saying something about what the fuck is going on yeah it's great with this phone the night uh, it came out, like five people texted me and knowing I don't really watch a ton of reality TV. And they were like, have you seen this? This is so fascinating. They were like, you should do a horror movie about this. I'm like, I think this is good on its own. I think it's happening in its own <laughs> way. Just yeah. Same with Catfish, the movie and the show. You're like, why would you? It's it's less scary to do the fictional version. It's more fascinating and kind of horrifying to be like, oh, look at this person getting away with this. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, because these people... I mean, it's a couple of things, right? They, a lot of them have self-esteem issues where they're just like, nobody wants to see the real me. Right. But some people get into it in a way where it's like, and I'm not talking about the show, I'm talking yeah. about Cap, mm-hmm. where it's like, they just want the attention as that person, but they also, um, it's mind fuckery. They mm-hmm. are assuming they know what people want and they want to mess with them. And it's just like, yep. You know, at the end of the day, you really don't know who you're talking to. I mean, even your partner that you see every day, you don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, with that idea that like uh, that you could imagine what you think people want. Like, I don't even know what I want. I don't know what people <laughs> want from me as me. Like to know what people want from some other version of myself is right. a level of thinking that I am incapable of. Yeah. Um, it's amazing what your profile will say about you. It's like basically your profile is your algorithm, your algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. there's going to be this, and there's going to be comedy, and there's going to be like a zucchini bread or whatever the fuck it is. That's <laughs> my head because you like know it. you've got that zucchini bread look. You know, uh, like, I, I feel like I do. It's so wild. Um, Super do you want to cool. hear an uh, adorable story, guys? Let's go adorable. Yes. Well, it's adorable with a twinge of sadness, which is oh, great. our world now. That's life. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is this is for BBC uh, News by Amy Stewart. Uh, this is, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce. There's a ton of words in here that I am not going to pronounce correctly. And who cares? Can come after me. Yep. Uh, this bring is it. Fungi, Fungi, the missing dolphin who became an Irish star. Uh, right. This is a this is a very Irish story, and it's very adorable. <laughs> um, Okay, Uh, it's not every day that an entire town launches a search operation for a dolphin, but Fungi, a 37-year mainstay of Dingle Harbor in County Kerry, is more than just an animal to the locals. Already we got great words. Uh, The bottlenose dolphin, who was first sighted in the 1980s, is the focus of an entire tourism industry and a beloved part of the texture of the town, which... uh, which touches the Atlantic Ocean on Ireland's southwest coast, but his disappearance last Tuesday prompted an extensive search that was paused on Monday due to bad weather. 
here's where some words come in that I don't understand. Journalist, <laughs> journal, and I'm just going to pronounce this the way it is written on the page. Blow Journalist, it up, dude. Sean Mac and Tasik. <laughs> Uh, who, that's the only way that this could be pronounced. Okay. It's Tasithagasa. Yeah, uh, Agatha Christie. Maybe it's, I what? I got that's it. his name, Sean Mac. And maybe it's Tasahith. Sure. I don't. I can't. I don't understand. Just say Siobhan. Uh, it's T-S-I-T-H-I. Tell me. I'm married for a guy, so I can figure this you out. Do, yes, you have a great okay. bit. Little T, big S, little I with an umlaut. T H I G H. No. Right. Consonants. Right. He's from no. Dingle. He said little marine mammal. It, the little marine mammal is more than a tourist attraction. The people who live here. Uh, he f- showed up in 1983. Okay, so basically I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's very long. But uh, this uh, bottlenose dolphin shows up in the 1980s and then just stays. And apparently he is the oldest living known solitary bottlenose dolphin. And it is common for bottlenose dolphins who are usually they're you know like animals social animals yeah. to be in groups he uh has just stayed there and there is huh. a woman who who swims with her her name is Nuala another great irish name has particularly appreciated over the last 10 years hmm. when she has been involved in long cold water swimming events this is my swimming hole and and having another living, breathing animal there who just trots along with you in the water is a lovely feeling. So for 10 years, she swam in there every day, and he swam next to her. Wow. This dolphin is like, he jumps for, like, tourists. Tourists go out on boats, and he, like, jumps for them. Wow. He just seems to be, like, the best animal ever. Oh, the, my God. And now he's missing, and the entire town is searching for him. This was October oh 20th. Oh, my God. Yeah, this we is gotta October go. 20th. I gotta we gotta go, my life and to I really hope fungi... fungi Fungi or fungi, again, very... Oh, bad. my God. Siobhan. Are you this looking is, at it? Are you is... looking at fungi? I'm, I'm, I'm actually looking up the lyrics for Free Willy. <laughs> That's fine, too. Hold me like the River Jordan. I will then say to Hold the... Hold me like the River Jordan. <laughs> yeah. And I will then say to the... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I didn't even my know friend. Free Willy had a song. Oh, it's Michael Jackson. Guys, I've never seen Free Willy. Um, I mean, that's why that's why there's that saying, right? Like on a magnet, if you set something free or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck. Oh yeah, that, that yeah, a, that's it came from Free Willy. <laughs> there was a girl in my middle school whose father died of cancer, which is extremely sad, and it came out exactly oh. when that movie, or he passed away when that movie came out, same exact week or whatever, and so she became obsessed with it. And then, to her credit, whenever she would start feeling down the teachers would just play free willy for the whole class so in eighth grade i saw free willy probably once or once a day or at least three times a week because it was when i won't name her name but whenever she was feeling bad they would be like do you want to do you want to watch free willy and we would watch it all the way through (laughs) like i see that movie that's why i knew that song i've seen that movie 27 times (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god what a shared experience that's what it's yeah, all about no here we share them um also i went back recently to watch the final jump kurt no spoilers but willie jumps oh, out I, of captivity over the jetty and the kid raises it's been mocked it's the me. cover it's the cover of the of the movie and it looks bad this was like the early days of CGI. It looks like uh, somebody just threw a refrigerator box over a kid and sprayed some water at it. 
Look, look, you know, Willie jumped so James Cameron could fly. You know <laughs> so what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, in your special, you mentioned that you just shot something with J-Lo, right? When does that Yes. Mm-hmm. What is it? Can you talk about that? Of course I can. And they would love me too. Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> they must be so psyched that you talked about it right at the top of the special. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Um, um, so anyways, the movie's called Marry Me. And J-Lo uh, plays a Latina pop star. Shocker. Stretch. And I know. And uh, her boyfriend, who's played by Maluma, who's basically like the Justin Bieber of Columbia. This mm-hmm. dude has like millions and millions of followers. And I never heard of him. And now I'm like, I'm obsessed. And I know all your songs cool. in Spanish. Yeah. That's and cool. so uh, you have these two huge stars playing stars. They're supposed to get married on stage in this big concert. Because they have, oh, and this is like a kick or two. They wrote and produced a whole album to go with the movie. Whoa. So it feels like Greece. So smart. But, oh, well, wow. So smart. That's genius. Bananas. Fucking bananas. Something doesn't happen. Something happens. They don't get married. Mm-hmm. She sees Owen Wilson in the um, natural audience, so ends up marrying him. I'm not natural be connection. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, sure. And I know it's it's fucking oh, wow. wild, especially the disbelief, right? So, um, uh, they end up getting married and try to like figure it out. And I play her sassy assistant, where I'm just like, "What's up with dad bod?" Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Owen, is, oh, Owen is like the sweetest. <laughs> he's like the sweetest man, and just to be so mean to him all the time was so much fun. <laughs> um, because, like, my husband's really sweet, so I can't be mean to him. So it's just nice to get it out for several takes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't have to dance. I wanted to. They were like, we don't need you to. I'm like, I could. Um, You're just dancing. I the, love J-Lo. In between takes, just be like, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can exactly. do it. Well, that's the thing with dancers. They, like, dance in between takes. Like, like they just can't stop moving their body. I'm like, I'm going to be sitting down. Uh, I was also with um, John Bradley West, um, uh, who plays Sam Tarly in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's very funny. He's dope. Yeah. Seems we like had both nice of our scenes together. And, uh, yeah, he's fucking, he's from Manchester. Uh, Five-hour bus ride. That's all I know about Manchester. A lot of guys peeing. A lot of drunk Brits peeing up there. I discovered that too. All I know um, about Manchester is that the Laws are from there, and that's it. The oh, yeah. The Laws, like they're here a cool band. Here we go. Oh wait. There she goes. There, there she goes she again. Goes, there oh, she goes. There she goes. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that song's good. I'm gonna listen to that as soon as we're done with this. I yeah. just I just read an entire thing that the guy who uh, like wrote that song hates it so much to this day. It is no the biggest hit. Everyone loves that album. Yes. Everyone, it's their only album for the Laws, and it's a fascinating story that he hated it. And since then, whatever that came out like twenty. 25 years ago At he has least. been trying to re-record the entire album the way he wants it and has never released oh it because he God. can't get it quote unquote, unquote, right. i hate when artists <laughs> have that kanye west energy it's like me shut me up too. Me too. you tortured tortured soul be thankful <laughs> there was that weird era and... every episode of dawson's creek that song thank you so much yeah we love it. The guy that wrote the Friends theme died super rich. That guy made gazillions of dollars with the Rembrandts or whatever. That song, who cares? Just cash in. It's hard to get anything going in entertainment. Exactly. If somebody pays you to do something good, great. You won. You won the victory won. of the whole industry. 
Um, I love it. Settle, oh. motherfuckers. Learn how to settle. I exactly settle at first and then try really hard. But uh, you got to hit. We're talking about it twenty years later, bud. You did great. Um, I was at a club in New York once, right in like two thousand, I don't know, ten, when bottle service was a thing. Um, Questlove was DJing at um, some club, and my friends were like, "We can get in, let's go." So I was like, "Okay," it was really cool. Questlove ends. It, it was like Marquee or one of those that were like hot back then. And Owen Wilson comes in, and he sits at this VIP area, and he orders like twelve Coronas and a bottle of Patron. And then he was with some friends, some dude, and then they were just kind of like waiting for women to join, and no women joined at all. And so they they didn't even really open the Patron. You know, the bottle service girls like pour, um, they were poured the shots for you or whatever. Uh, and so they just left. And me, like basically four broke guys just went over and finished the bottle and drank all the beers <laughs> so fast and then just left. And we were like, we did it. We won. Um, but I was like, Good this thing poor you guy. trained taking shots so you could down those Patron I'm telling shots. you. <laughs> Full circle. You just pulled a Hillary Duff and Million Dollar Baby. Yes. <laughs> In every Look at way. all these dumb movie references. I need to read a book. Also, also, Steve Carell should play Fungi the Dolphin, and he should do the voiceover in the animated version. <laughs> oh, my God. If we could do it talking. I don't think it should be animated. It should be live action. He should just pop his mouth out and be like, hey, Ooh. guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's pitch it to Peacock and HBO Max. I got to hook up. <laughs> <laughs> you want one, you Kurt? Give us another one. Okay. This is so... No spoilers for Michelle's special, Butopia. It's excellent. But you, the bit that killed me the most, and I'll just say the premise, not the uh, the joke itself, is just that about fallers, that you're a faller, and that certain people oh my God, are fallers. I, I love like, that. They fall it's down. such a funny bit. I won't say anything more. Watch the special. But that shit yeah. crushed me. That um, faller bit and the bit about the, the, the people who bring the pillows on the airplane. Yes. <laughs> uh, two great bits. And they're back to back. Um. So I was trying to find a really good falling down story, and I stumbled across an older story that we all just need to revisit. This is from the Detroit News, uh, but it was posted everywhere um, and sent in to us from Pinto Noir. Thank you, Pinto Noir. Headline goes a little something like this. Pantsless driver dies after being ejected through his sunroof while masturbating to porn on a cell phone when his car crashed and rolled over. (laughs) So... What oh boy! A way to go! <laughs> what is the natural fuck? I'm gonna say it one more time because it's fun to say. Pantsless driver dies while being ejected through his sunroof while masturbating to porn on his cell phone when the car crashed and rolled over. <laughs> I feel like you just hit me with the season finale of Six Feet Under. You know how they do like. Yeah. Is it coming back? The opening the title is like yeah, yeah. the way the person died. Yeah, yeah. And we have to unpack it. I'm unpacking right now. Yeah, boy. Well, so I was love he. That he was also apparently not wearing a, a, a seatbelt either so that he could really fly. Kurt, not only was he not wearing a seatbelt, but, uh, well, l- let me just read this brief little. <laughs> A Detroit man was killed when he was ejected through the sunroof of his car while driving on the highway with his pants down and masturbating to porn being shown on his cell phone. Clifford Jones, 58. 58. Come on. 58. 58 was killed what instantly. What is wrong with that? Ugh, what a way to go. Uh, was killed instantly when his car rolled over in the early hours of Sunday morning. Probably probably on his way to pray it all away. Um 
So, not only, Kurt, was he not wearing a seatbelt, he was not wearing any trousers. Jones is believed to have been, um, wasn't wearing a seatbelt, which may have contributed to his ejection from the car. The accident happened at 3.30 a.m. on Sunday while Jones was traveling south on the ramp of Interstate I-75. It is believed he lost control because he was distracted. <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. like it. And unable to prevent his 96 Toyota from spinning out <clears throat> because he did not have his hands firmly on the steering wheel. Fortunately, Oops. no one else was hurt. That's the good part. So That's a, that's that's really, a good part. But, but also, what about his wife or partner? Jesus. Oh, man. But also, you have to figure Not out good. that like this crime scene... Yes. Or this this accident scene is fucking crazy. And there is a lot of information that whoever was first on the scene, like they had to know that he was looking at porn on his cell phone. That means they're probably porn still is going. Just still playing yeah. on his cell phone. Still going. <clears throat> wow. Completely pantsless. Yes. I wonder what porn he was looking at. Yeah. Is but there look, driving he died porn? doing what he loved. He yes. did. Should, he loved yes. it so much that he couldn't <laughs> wait until he got home. He had Are you to. really that horny at 58? I hope not. This guy is. I, I, hope <laughs> I hope get it over with. I got things I want to do. I don't know how to play the piano yet. There's stuff I, I'm trying to get done. <laughs> I mean, him at what? Jeffrey Tubin is 60 and he's the oh. CNN. What, the, what is going that? on with Tubin? You, uh, you know, you know. Oh, yeah. Tubes and out. also, I yeah. love. I think we talked. I don't know if we talked about this, but that his excuse was just like, "I'm really sorry. I thought the camera was off." And it's like, "What are you talking about? That's your excuse? Did you mistake the Zoom call for the time you masturbate?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just like totally insane. It's really that's so crazy. selfish. It's like, can you wait five minutes? Sometimes I do a show and I'm hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to bring the hoagie on stage. <laughs> <laughs> selfish motherfuckers. Right. Yeah, get over it. Man, he uh, couldn't wait till he got. I, I'm happy. Well, you know what? Yeah, he went out the way he wanted to go. He went all the way out. He went. We well, can only hope he climaxed. Maybe his whole thing. Maybe he's never gotten off before, and flying out the sunroof was like his like awakening. And he's like, "This is it. I've discovered what gets me." I and then he just splatters. Yeah, maybe it was a new move. That's a new yeah. move. Just oh a beautiful God. kind of Deadpool slow-mo <laughs> flying out the moonroof while coming oh onto God. his windshield. <laughs> and then the car rolling like, over him. safety word for one? <laughs> yeah. uh, what was he thinking? Oh, man. That's what you got wild. for, Skirt? We got, one, we got two more here. Mm-hmm. Essex, this is from the BBC of Ghent. Yes. I'm so I'm glad right. A lot of BBC one. for you. This is all for you in Manchester. Uh, Essex firefighters rescue three men from tumble dryer. Um, <laughs> what now? This is, yeah. is a very British uh, newspaper article because it never mentions how insane it is. Uh, it just says three men had to be rescued by firefighters after getting stuck in a tumble dryer. Essex County Fire and Rescue Service were called to a derelict laundry in Bower Hill, Epping on derelict. Friday. Ab- <laughs> wow. Uh, after uh, after the men, thought to be in their late teens, crawled into an industrial-sized dryer. Two were in the dryer when the <laughs> third's ankles became what? trapped in the door as he crawled in, the service said. Always. The men were left in the care of ambulances. 
arduous conditions is the beginning mm-hmm. of this paragraph. Love that. Essex Police, the Helicopter Medical Emergency Services, and the East of England Ambulance Services Hazardous Area Response right. Team also attended the incident. Okay. Fire Service Watch Manager Glenn Jackson said crews had to help the third man into the tumble dryer before being able to <laughs> remove the door and release all three. So he actually did it, couldn't get in. The firefighters had to help him in. And quote, oh we used a range of equipment to free the casualties' ankles and allow him to crawl into the tumble dryer. Uh, the HM, the HEMS team gave him pain relief, and then we managed to move the door again using a range of equipment so the men could crawl out. It was a difficult site to access, and we had to carry a lot of heavy equipment a large distance from the appliances oh to the tumble dryer and then use our expertise to free the man safely. Fuck so, that. Why are they taking this seriously? Leave them in there. <laughs> yeah, turn it Fuck on. That. No, you get in there. there, you get yourself out, you dumb, dumb bitch. <laughs> I agree. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All of these things are men. Men are fucking up. Yes, there's no denying what, what you're 100%. saying. 100%. You don't see women out there doing that shit? Yes. Nope. You, they, th- three women are never getting in a tumble dryer in a derelict laundry. That's no, the-, the one story about the woman was sad she couldn't swim with her fucking best friend. <laughs> yes, dolphin very healthy. Anymore. All these other motherfuckers <laughs> are pissing <laughs> and, and getting into stuff. You're right. It's the Dressing truth. Dressing up as trees. 100%. Even though this reminds me of the one punky Brewster episode, the only one I can ever think about where they get locked inside the refrigerator. Do you, do you remember that one? They're playing hide and go seek, and I think Punky or Cherry, one of the characters, gets in a refri- an, an old refrigerator, and then it's vacuumed, and then they do like a PSA at the end where they're like, "This is how you suffocate and die." You, it's like oh to me the God, most famous no. one. Like that. It, oh, it's so crazy! I love those PSAs with the '80s sitcoms. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Within yeah, the show. Yeah, you better not take that candy bar from a stranger. That's right. <laughs> wow. So, so they were just going to go goof off in this thing. They were just yeah, going to go take a little, a little tumble. A little tumble. I bet you they're in a band. They wanted a photo. Oh, that's uh, oh man. That's what happens when you don't have YouTube tutorials. Kids are so smart now. <laughs> are. Yep. We do a lot of so stories, wait. Michelle, about kids teaching themselves how to drive and stuff. We've done like lots of stories where like an 11 year old will just get in a bus and drive it. And you're like, oh, sure. He learned it on YouTube. I saw that story. I saw a story where, like, like the kid was like standing on the yeah. He was standing and flipped off the police, like twelve (laughs) police cars. He gave him the middle finger. That homework. Yeah, exactly. I love that kid. Can I ask you a question? You have boy girl twins, right? I do. Do you notice? And this is. Do you notice a difference between them being boy girl? Because I notice a huge difference between my daughter and my son, like the way they interact with the world. Yeah, I didn't even teach them any of that stuff, but yeah. he yells and like growls and loves cars and wheels. And hmm. I mean, she's down with all this stuff too, but she prefers to look at people and draw and <laughs> just do. And she's, they're both loud though, which is annoying, but they yeah. take turns. But yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Like even down to the hair, like her hair is longer. I'm like, who did this? That's so wow. crazy, isn't it? Who did this? They were born at the same time, yet her hair is longer. I'm just like, Mother Nature of all the time are misogynistic. <laughs> it's really crazy. My son is like, he he's the younger one. And our daughter was just so pleasant as a, as a small child. And now this one is like all he is obsessed with trying to get into electric light switches and climbing yes. things and jumping off of them. And he's one. 
Like, yeah. I'm fucking cool. terrified of what it's going to be like in a year. Like, no, you have to just have a padded room, like mm-hmm. a hip hop video in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. It's not. I mean, and my daughter is the brains, and my son is the muscle. So my husband hates when I say that, but I'm like, she got it. Like she don't, she can't climb up over that thing, but she'll tell him to without saying <laughs> words. They really can't say words. I'm just like, what the fuck? Cool. It's insane. Like I'll turn around and like one of them will have a knife, just smiling. I'm like, look, Chucky, give me the fucking knife. <laughs> And everyone's just like, well, you're so anxious. I'm like, move on, bitch. There's Nobody two of asked them. you. Okay. Yeah, Caesar Milan, move the fuck on. <laughs> and is the twin thing a, a real thing? Like where they're like, just like in tune with each other kind of thing? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I can, um, I can tell which one is crying, but I had to separate them because they keep waking each other up. But, you know, if one baby's up before the other and the other one just goes, huh, Otis is just like, that's Hazel. We got to go get her. And they talk to each other. Hmm. Um, they share everything. They don't really have a choice. Um, <laughs> and it's really fun to watch. That's but, cool. you know, when I actually have a minute to watch it, because it feels like it's happy, <clears throat> happening in fast and slow motion all the time. Right. So that's why I take videos and pictures. You have to, so you can look back at it and be like, oh, sometimes I just put them in front of a TV so I like look at pictures of them. So I'm like, Aww. you are cute. This is working. Yeah. No, because when you're in the middle of it, it's a real fucking it's tornado. Yeah. yeah. It is. It feels like you've gone to Ikea and bought too much. And <laughs> now you're just trying to figure out how to take it home <laughs> and put it together. You just yeah, suddenly your headboard of the mat, the bed you bought is the dresser. You're just connecting pieces left and right, oh, and it's oh, dystopian. Oh yeah, why does this screw need a sock to go into this hole? It's very confusing. <laughs> Scotty, can you give us one to send us home? I can. I found a fun one. This one I was just noodling around on the internet and found this from this week. Written by Alex Hearn, the great Alex Hearn from UK Technology, Guardian UK. Amazon hits trouble with Sweden launch over lewd translation. So I know a little bit about this. So Swedish is a very difficult language for Google to translate. And now Amazon seemed to do it. Um, So anyways, Amazon's launch, this is pretty good. Uh, Amazon's launch of a Swedish retail site is its first in the Nordics, but it's caused embarrassment to the e-commerce company after a series of errors led to confusing, nonsensical, and occasionally vulgar product listings scattered across the catalog. I'll give a, I'm going to say some bad words, people. So if your kids are listening, you might want to skip to the end. So to start with, Amazon chose the wrong flag. (laughs) They used the Argentine flag instead of the Swedish flag. (laughs) which should have been placed on the country picker. It's unclear how the error happened aside from copious uses of blue on the two flags, but they are in no way similar. Other problems were more understandable thanks to a disastrous launch of automatic translations from other European branches. Nintendo Switch games uh, were listed as Nintendo Circuit Breakers. Uh, a collection of Second World War era Russian infantry figurines, so little Russian infantry figurines, were translated as Russian toddlers. <laughs> Russian toddlers? Yeah. Um, products figuring... Uh, pro- oh, this is when it gets a little dirty. Products featuring cats were hit particularly hard. <laughs> yeah. With the lewd double meaning of the word pussy leading to a t-shirt with a cat on it being <laughs> labeled a Swedish term for pussy. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they're just selling t- cat t-shirts that are getting listed as the most vulgar version. Amazon says, we want to thank everybody for highlighting these issues and helping us make these changes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then everybody in Sweden is just annihilating them for not hiring real translators to type their products there. Um, but I yeah. love it. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I feel like this happens a lot in Sweden. Like H&M had a campaign a couple of years ago that had like a monkey on it, a monkey on a sweatshirt, and they had this little black kid model it. And people were like, what in the natural, what? And so I feel like a lot of this gets lost in translation. And I feel like Sweden, they are smart. Everyone loves the meatballs and the lingonberry sauce. We got you. However, (laughs) you know what I mean? This ain't Mm -hmm. have a bitch. You've got to hire a translator. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so the reason I picked is what I know about this is 15 years ago, I had a friend that was working on a commercial shoot and I needed, I was broke. And I, he was like, do you want to be an extra? And I was like, sure. And then he was like, actually, will you say a line and I'll pay you $900? I was like, absolutely. And the only thing they told me was the address and to show up in like a suit and tie. Um, so I did. It was for, and please, any of our Swedish listeners, I don't know if this ever even happened. I never saw the commercial, but I think it was fa fa dot Sweden or dot whatever that is. Fa fa. And it was Google was having the hardest time that it, so it was a search engine in Swedish that was going to be better than Google there because they were having a hard time. So this is the commercial, and I'll never forget it. The entire crew was Swedish. The director was Swedish. I'm not an actor, Michelle. I'm just a writer. I had no aspirations. I just needed the money. So it was all these different people dressed in suits and ties as if we're like Wall Street. Also, I was 22 or something, 23. And a Swedish guy is confused among all these people crisscrossing, almost like just different directions. And so the director comes up to me. He goes, Scott. And I go, yes. He goes, can you say your line? And my line was, so you want 500 donuts. That was my line. And the bit was that the guy says something to me in Swedish, and then I mistranslate it. He asks for directions. I say, you want 500 donuts. The director goes, Scott, I want you to say it like the man in the matrix mixed with pornography. (laughs) So he starts rubbing his hand uh, like in a circle, like his fingertips on his palm. Man in matrix mixed with pornography. (laughs) I did one take. I said... So, you want 500 donuts? And he goes, great, thank you. And then I was escorted off and never saw the commercial. <laughs> so, if anybody's ever seen fofo.com or fofo.whatever, oh God, I've, oh, been, I've looked on the internet, I've looked on Reddit, I've looked on YouTube, I can't find it. But, yes, I was the man in the Matrix mixed with pornography. <laughs> oh, my, you have lived a life, and now I want a donut. Yes, <laughs> me too. Yeah, well, it's dinner time there, right? So you go. You go have a donut for dinner, Michelle. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You guys yeah. are amazing. Nice. What, um, this what? has been Bananas. Oh Do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I have a book coming out. It's available Whoa. for pre-order. It's called Survival of the Thickest, Plus Size Essays <laughs> in a Small-Minded World. And, yeah. and it's out December 8th. So just in time for your holiday, non-denominational, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, mm-hmm. Christmas, whatever you be doing. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank awesome. you. And watch Butopia. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bananas. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. 
theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 